0: welcome back to the all about the data podcast everyone you already know it's your boy data j and we got quant king j in the building last episode we was missing quant king j and we had shanice now we missing shanice and we got quant king j i don't know what's going on i don't know what we're doing right now we're turning up out
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's Jesus terrible.
0: Christ is going down. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, we got another special guest in the building for y'all, Sequoia.
2: Nice. Ah. Oh, I am so excited to be here. We're excited <laughs> to have. You. Boy, I
3: like those moves. We got to play some music for you. Play some salsa or something.
0: <laughs> so, <Yeah>. so Sequoia <laughs> is a self-taught data whiz. Uh, That specializes in business intelligence, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. She loves everything data because it's all about the data baby. And she started her career being a general IT support specialist to now being a data engineer level two. (laughs) Girl, let us know about yourself. (laughs) Introduce yourself. Let the people know what you want them to know.
1: Hi. So
2: hi, everyone. My name is Sequoia Lloyd. I'm 27 years old. Um. I am so excited to be here. I just want you guys to know who I am. I am a self taught engineer. Um, I pretty much learned everything that I know from like YouTube and Coursera. And those platforms really taught me and helped me become the engineer that I am today. So I'm pretty excited to have this conversation with everyone. It's like, I. And all about the questions. Anything about data? Let's get to it.
0: Yes, yeah, all about the
3: data, baby. That's all what do. we
1: go.
3: That's why I love you because you're like me. Uh, well, I didn't get a degree like you, but all I do is just do straight courses online. Udemy, mm-hmm. era, CBT. Don't worry, the degree is
1: right, my stuff. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm still in school. A lot of people are like, oh, you did you get your bachelor's? I'm like, I'm actually. <laughs> To still get my bachelor's. I don't graduate until fall of 2022 this year. So, a lot of the stuff that I've learned, I've utilized on Coursera. I got my first healthcare job when I was actually earning my associate's degree. So, mm. yeah.
1: Okay hey, <laughs> hey,
0: then, see? My associates loading, Monk King J Associates loading, you know. So, we all. D- D- we...
3: J I'm not getting no dad got associate's degree out of <laughs> <here. laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> I dropped
0: God. out when I was 19 years old. I was 27 years old. I am not oh, going I'll back be getting to that my associates. So you know, I'll be keeping y'all posted. Even if it take me four years to get it, I'm going to get it. You know, I'm getting it for me. So but I'm going to hop right into it because I know the people are ready to hear this juice about data because that's why they tune in. They want to get data data. And I'm glad you're a data engineer because we've been mainly getting like business intelligence engineers and data analysts so um, we're gonna jump right into it um so you started coding at 14
2: 14 years
0: old like what like at the age of 14 was it myspace like what made you want to code like
2: I'd say, yeah myspace <laughs> was definitely one of the biggest influences for me um that at a at a point I didn't know what path I wanted to do in IT. And I started off like doing web development, trying to teach myself how to code and develop websites, learn search engine optimization, all that stuff. So that's when I pretty much learned like the web development and web design side. But then I was like, you know what? I like it, but I want to do something else. So I was just like dibbling dabbling and trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. And when I went to ATC, that's when I pretty much learned about data, like Microsoft Access. I know we, I specify on LinkedIn all the time, SQL, SQL, SQL. I first learned about relational database management systems using Microsoft Access in that course, and when I loved that course at my um with my. Instructor, she told me, she's like Sequoia. You should definitely go the database administration route because you got the certification and Microsoft Access. But then, as time go on, I was like, okay, I know how to create tables and performance tuning, all that stuff. That's fun. That's cool. But what else can I do with this data? Like, I want something. I want to visually see what I can do with data. I want to tell the story. It's like, you know what? Let's focus on this. This is the positive, these are the negatives. And that's when I looked into, like I went to YouTube and then I figure out what business intelligence was and different business intelligent tools and what was the requirements. I taught myself SQL, Python. Are so a lot of those things that you that you always talk about. Those are very very essential tools. Yeah. I would say for being a data engineer and a data scientist. But if you're a data analyst with those tools, you can become a senior level.
0: Yeah, you kicking doors down. So, uh, um, so would you geez. say? But uh, would you say that your coding background helped you with SQL like a little better? Because I ain't gonna lie, SQL is like a monster. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: but here's the thing I always ask everyone um when it comes to SQL remember it's like you're asking a question it's a database so if you want to figure out a question think of it as in your head how many people open up this ticket at this time frame how can I code that using the fields that I have that's how I actually code, and how I before I write any queries, I always think about it as a question because a query is pretty much a question. Once you get into, more, once you get more into SQL, um, you you'll be a little bit you'll be a little bit more familiar with like primary keys and secondary parent keys. I feel like once you understand the data, like if you pretty much build out like an entity relationship diagram and see how the data is being formatted. You will be pretty much be like, okay, I understand the data. I know the fields. I know what connects to what. Now, let me actually write this query. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once this, like once you know like more of the administration side, you will understand the querying side, if that mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: I got you. I got you. So like do you uh do you practice SQL outside of work hours? Yes, I. <laughs> what's <Well, well, laughs> that
3: plat- passion my
0: friend? Yeah, what well, what well yeah. platforms like what well, you know what what are platforms that do you use to practice SQL?
2: Um, I'm a Big uh, Coursera individual, and I'm big on LinkedIn Learning. Um, Those platforms are goaded. Even if you're an expert, you never know everything. And there's always something new that you can learn. Like they have advanced SQL for data sciences. I took that course um, on LinkedIn Learning. So it's a lot of great essential tools that you can utilize for you to be the best SQL individual. But once you understand, the administration part, and you know the difference between data data manipulation (laughs) language and data definition language, and knowing those um, constraints and knowing the functions that that you need to utilize to make that query pop up in your, make that query work, to actually utilize that in a business intelligence tool or in Excel. Then you'll be like, okay, now I know I can do more than just the standard. So yeah.
0: yeah. Got you. Um, yeah, we're gonna get back to the questions here in a few, but I'm I'm a little intrigued with this. I feel like I'm in a consultation right now. Every
3: time with him, he but always, always got was a vendetta going. with
1: sequel. <laughs> now we go,
0: you know, we gonna we're gonna keep but see the questions I have, you know. I'm pretty sure everybody got this. So um before we before we, you know, we're gonna continue in this commercial break for a little for a little longer. Um <laughs> When it comes to SQL, right? Um, okay, so this is this going to be a two-part question. One, with the LinkedIn Learning, do they actually provide projects that you can do? And two, would you what SQL would you recommend people learning first? Because I know there's MySQL, there's BigQuery, there's XQuery, there's probably another XQuery. Worse. I made that up, but you know, there's so many uh, SQL databases. So those that's the two questions, and then we'll hop right back into the show. <laughs>
3: Oh, no, it's your show. You got to answer the questions.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, the first question um, I will (coughs) definitely recommend the two my two top, like anywhere that I work, is Oracle SQL Developer and SQL Server Management Studio. Those two database systems are universal in any enterprise level company. Those, once you understand, the procedural sequel and the transactional sequel, you will understand all SQL. Okay, <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. Or is the We're second one you Oracle?
0: said oral SQL developer and what else?
2: SQL Server Management Studio, which is SSMS.
0: Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Oracle actually has a free, um, free SQL course for beginners. So yes yeah I'm registered for that so you, this just motivated me to hop right into that as soon as I'm done with this um, all right and then the, the last one uh, was the LinkedIn courses do they provide actual projects you can do or is it more just like tutorial you sitting back chilling
1: and watching
2: if you are a member, um, if you are a premium member on LinkedIn and/or if you currently at a college or university, you have access to LinkedIn Learning free. Just yeah. need to let you guys know that. Yeah. Um, a lot of courses do have the projects on um, where you could actually do the course as they actually teach it, and some of them are just strictly videos. Okay. So it really just depends on if they actually have those learning files available. And if anything, they usually have like third party apps to where they'll be like, OK, you can download this and this and this and that's from GitHub or something. So they're very versatile on how you can actually do project-based. Pro- to me, when I did project-based style, I usually did it on Coursera more than on LinkedIn Learning.
1: Gotcha. OK.
0: So the yeah. LinkedIn Learning was like just reinforcement? or
2: Yes. Okay. Like okay. if you're already comfortable with SQL, yeah. I would say you can go to LinkedIn Learning Route, but when you want to actually learn step-by-step-by-step, by step by step, Coursera is my go-to.
0: facts, yeah. So um, I agree, though, because, you know, even just taking the Google course um, and the commands they use when I hopped over the data camp, I actually remembered some of the things I learned in, in the Coursera course.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: but, yeah, we appreciate that SQL commercial break. Shouts to SQL, mm-hmm. you know. For everyone tuned into the podcast, we do got sequel Saturdays every Saturday on YouTube live. Um, so if you in the All About the Data Discord, you already know we add it um every Saturday. You can see it on this YouTube channel as the replay. Um, so you know we kind of do that as a way to make it fun, you know, to learn together. Um, but hopping back, I know. You mentioned something about seo when you were talking about your uh learning journey you know i'm also <laughs> into marketing just like i'm into data you know i i'm like so like when i found out you could merge the two it was like mm-hmm. me being a kid going to disneyland i was like jeez <laughs> i get two for one special like we had mcdonald's god yeah. he's going down but, but uh you know like what made you not just go full marketing what made you go data instead of marketing?
2: Hmm, that's a great question, actually. Me, I would say, I'm not going to say I get bored fast. I'm always so intrigued to learn every industry and how how their market is. So I did marketing because knowing the market can actually help you creating business intelligence um, tools. But going the full data route, I know how to pretty much balance different industries. I can look at things from a marketing perspective. I can look at things from a business intelligence perspective. I can look at things from a data science perspective. It just gives me that more, you know, power to be like, okay, I can look at things like this, but let's let's ref- let's refocus and be like, okay, we got, we can definitely see um, different factors on like how the data. Is being
0: factored. Um, What's so crazy? No, so crazy about that is it could be vice versa too because knowing data makes you like the best marketer in the world.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it could. That's and that's the superpower. It's like it really depends on what you're really, really. Good at and what you what makes you really happy because it's like you don't want to just work a data job, just work a data job. You want to have you want to have to like be specialized in something, you want to know, like, okay, this is my goal path because you don't want to have a goal path that's just all over the place and you're here, 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 and you're shifting so. Knowing the data, especially in the market it, when it comes to like competitors and knowing how to set those parameters in like Google Analytics like, okay, this is my high performing product. This is what my customers come on this website for the most. I would know how to set up promotions based upon knowing how to, how my search engine marketing and my and my marketing campaigns is being Le- how measured, so that was one thing, especially when I was working at a casino. Um, knowing our competitors' data and pretty much comparing it two by two, I'm like, okay, we need to work on this because we like this is a little lower than our competitor. But let's look at our campaigns, let's measure our campaigns to see if it was successful. Knowing our audience, knowing how to pretty much not over reinvest in a player. Those were like main important factors in the casino on the marketing side. So understanding those key metrics will make you an amazing, not only marketer, but a data professional. <laughs>
1: yeah. So
2: I, I definitely agree. It is vice versa. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Facts. Yeah, definitely. That, that's kind of how I look at it too. It's, um you know, like even the like the more I'm learning data, it just got me like really excited to really see how I could use it in marketing, um, and really see how how I can uh you know how it's gonna better my craft with that. But I'm I'm also open to exploring both sides, you know. Um, so that that's the good thing about it too. You just like I really have knowledge in marketing.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: learning learning more about uh, the data and the data career path. So, you know, being that you kind of experienced both for somebody who's probably transitioning from marketing into data, like what advice would you give them?
2: Oh, that's a great question. So my advice is pretty much understanding the data. Because you can understand the market, but if you don't understand the data and how to pretty much formulate that data into a report that can pretty much tell that story, that's where a lot of marketers go wrong. A lot of them are more business savvy than technical savvy. So having that balance will definitely pretty much help you become a better marketer. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Awesome. I agree with that because I'm sitting here right now at the new job and I'm looking at everybody and like, all you guys have all this data for all your financial sheets, but it's taking you guys like three to four hours just to put it in a showable form. And it's just like, dude, mm-hmm. and I have no, I, I do love finance and I, and I have a personable finance background. Cause I, I love finance. I budget, I do um, trading. So, and I used to do finance back in the day, but not like with numbers. I wasn't an accountant or anything. So for me to just come in, you know, the healthcare organization, I'm just like, they're showing me this stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. This is this, this is that, but your Excel spreadsheets are terrible. Yeah. Your charts are terrible. Like, and I just came in there and it's only been like my first week. And it's like, what the heck all right cool this weekend i'm gonna redo all this stuff that you guys have because i don't know what
1: this (laughs) is is
3: really important it's definitely important because if you don't understand that then it's like dude you know the numbers or you know how to market but you don't know how to put it all together to like you said tell the story
0: yeah telling the story is very important you know you got to know what moves you're gonna make uh yeah so how how affecting
3: you so beyond all that, um, because, you know, you have, well, I guess we don't call it small data. We, call it big, we just have big data. There's data and then there's big data. We don't call it small data or micro data, but, um, well, we have metadata, but why did you choose big data over regular data
1: <laughs> out of all the data?
2: I like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, pretty much, um, when it comes to big data,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, ha- like managing over like millions of records, you can pretty much look at things on, on a whole different scale than just seeing just a small, maybe 10,000-row database or Excel spreadsheet. And me, I like to pretty much just get myself in it and just like, you know what, I need to see the data for myself. Because a lot of people, they make decisions, but they don't understand why this is going on. And like, okay, I don't understand why why, why we're going down and we're trending down. I'm like... Okay, let's look at this data. Let's understand the data. Let's really pretty much get a better scope. The more data I have, the more information I can utilize to give better, insight, better insights. So I've worked with databases probably that store over 100 million roads. And I've worked with other companies that pretty much only had maybe 40,000 records. So it really just depends, you know, I I, I don't have a problem working with micro or, or big data. It's just whatever I have, I can tell the story. You guys want me to pretty much give you the insights I'm all for it. But if you give me useless data that's just a lot of data and I can't do nothing with it, it's inconsistent, it's just all over the place, yeah, I'm going to be like, "Yeah, this is not good data. Let's fix this problem. <laughs> you know, make sure this is solved before we even try to even put this in a business intelligence tool so we can actually look at these metrics." So, I had those conversations.
3: Okay, <laughs> okay cool. And um spinoff does would you say that apis help you put that together and stuff yes by like api i've been i've been really just trying to sit down because i know like a little bit of python but not enough to just look at apis and be like all right cool let's open this thing up and i'm just like man i really need to get down these apis <laughs>
2: Also. Yes. So yeah, in, in my current position, that's what we're pretty much just like we always using APIs and we utilize AWS. So it's a it's a lot of powerful tools that you can uh, utilize.
0: Are you going to get the AWS cert? The for data.
2: I will. I'm planning to. That's that's going to be my next um, certification on my sleeves.
3: Okay. I wanted to get that so I could start working with big data. So that's definitely dope.
0: Angle, um, I ain't going to lie. I'm thinking to cop that uh, CompTIA one that they about to release lot of data by the time yeah. this episode comes out. Re- CompTIA has one coming out February 28.
1: Hi.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's called the Data, uh, data Plus. Hmm. Um, I have
1: to look at that.
0: Yeah, yeah, the man. the objectives actually seem pretty interesting.
3: Yeah, so yeah, I, I definitely might uh, take you up on that, my You know, we comp to your buddies.
0: <laughs> yep, comp to me one or two. Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, being inside AWS and all that stuff, you say you cover machine learning and AI, like. What is your angle with that? Are you trying to save us from the robots, or <laughs> or are you or are you with the robots and are trying to destroy us all? Well, what are what are your angles with machine learning and AI? <laughs> if your goals.
2: Are I'm glad you asked that question because I actually wrote a medium, a medium article about something similar. And I'm like, yeah, the, the main thing everyone thinks about with AI is robot domination. I'm like. No, (laughs) no. So that's no. Um, Usually with AI, what I really love about AI is you are able, like AI, you train the algorithm. A Mm -hmm. lot of things that us humans can't see, AI could. Because we're training that machine or system to actually pick up those algorithms and look at those patterns the way a human wouldn't. So it's it's more powerful than just a normal person. Yeah, I can pretty much do great patterns, but they will pick up things that a human eye just cannot see. And that's why in the industry, like you have the healthcare industry, has the, telecommunic- the, the telecommunication industry, it's so many industries, especially transportation they're utilizing AI not to just build robots but to also create stronger data analysis and to help those with decision making because sometimes just doing it yourself is just not
1: enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah that's that's okay
3: cool. I dig it. Well said well said definitely well said <laughs>
1: um
0: Man, Sequoia, Sakoy- that- you gotta join the Discord, man. I don't think you in the Discord. We need yeah, some more data engineers. We got I some- will. <laughs> yeah, we have <laughs> we have some know. aspiring data engineers in there. And um, you know, we actually have some. We actually have you ever heard of us, I think his name is Seattle Data Guy.
2: Hmm. I think I did. I I probably have him on my LinkedIn. If I don't, I don't yeah, know. If he
0: has- he's a YouTube influencer. Oh, for YouTuber. data engineers, he's also in the Discord too. Um,
2: awesome. Yeah, we
0: like building like a data engineer community.
2: Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, I love to see everyone come together.
0: <laughs> yeah. Trust.
3: mm mm-hmm, Got to. So do you think having machine learning and AI, does that make you a better data engineer versus somebody that doesn't know machine learning and AI?
2: Oh, I would say no, because there's different type of data engineers. So Mm. I'm going to speak on that. So Mm, a lot of engineers,
1: (laughs) they're (laughs) they're
2: specialized, so You know, you can specialize in AI machine learning, you can specialize in DevOps, you can specialize in business intelligence. It really just depends on what makes you better, what suits the better needs. If you're better at one concentration, it doesn't make you better than the other. It's just how could what you know what to do benefit the organization? So that's right.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it probably just depends on the environment. uh,
2: yeah it really depends on the environment
0: yeah uh kind of piggybacking off of that um have you ever took on were you always a data engineer or did you go from data scientist to data engineer data analyst like what was your route (laughs) i can definitely
2: say that i was actually a data analyst first
0: okay okay did you Did you ever take on a data scientist role?
2: I would say me being a data analyst, I did specialize in more of data science when it Mm -hmm. came to like analytics and forecasting and predicting analysis. Like I definitely took on that role just for me to learn. Because I always like, you know what? Yeah, I love data, but I also want to know the science of data yeah so yeah i started as a data analyst at first um i gained my experience um with microsoft excel microsoft access to get myself more acquainted with database systems but a lot of companies usually don't utilize or recognize microsoft access as a relational database management system um, because it actually uses old T-SQL standards that, like, mm-hmm. I think they a they A-N-C-I-S-I is, like, so, I think it's, like, probably 1994 or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. no, so it, it,
2: it's definitely a little outdated, but it's a great tool, because that's what actually taught me a little bit more about SQL and Microsoft Assets also have a platform where you can actually, it's a tab where you can actually put SQL View. And that can pretty much teach you just like a standard. Like you built these tables, you imported this information. Now I can put it in SQL View. Yes, it's not to the T SQL standards, but it would give you a gist of understanding how to write a query. Just mm-hmm. for, just let you guys know that. That's how I learned. From Microsoft access. And then when I saw how the queries is actually being enrolled, and I'm like, OK, let me now follow the real T-SQL, T-SQL standard so I can actually implement that in SSW, SSMS. So that's another cheat code. <laughs> that's very yeah,
0: good. And all the cheat codes today, we're going to first for this episode. <laughs> uh, might have to put this one on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, I wanna ask a real off-the-wall question real quick yeah. I'm curious. Power BI or Tableau?
1: <sighs> You're gonna do that to me.
0: Power <laughs> BI,
3: don't be capping, go on with it now. You know they call oh, okay, it
2: Okay, okay, I'm not gonna be super biased here. He has his pro and cons.
1: Okay.
2: But I prefer Power BI. <laughs>
1: Uh, Bam! Come on, baby.
3: Oh my! Like man. a power ranger. I told totally Power BI is fire. We out, but <laughs> Tableau got the power though.
2: Now that is true because let me tell you something. Tableau can crunch millions of records in seconds. Power BI, not so much. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, only. Value.
1: You
0: got to call it Power wow. Tableau. <laughs> Put it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, as much, all right. All right.
1: <laughs> That's
3: what's up. You know, it's cool. But, but as much? far as um, as far as your work, um, what is it like in the day and life of a data engineer?
0: Yeah, you, got, you yeah. gotta take us through, like, you know, what time you wake up what you eat (laughs) data data bites yeah like what what is what is (laughs) the day in life like you you work from home like yeah just go in
1: and like let us know
2: so i have the the luxury and i don't take this again i work 100 percent remote okay so yeah so i work for a software company they specialize in telecommunications um so when I first wake up in the morning, I eat breakfast, do the standard stuff. Um, I work pretty much 9 p.m. to 6, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, our headquarters is pretty much located in Colorado, so it's pretty much Mountain Standard Time, so it's two hours back. So I try to work that top that pretty much that time, so we can have a balance. Um, but when I first get up, since I pretty much just started here. Um, Pretty much getting acquainted with the product lifecycle, understanding the product, understanding the data. Um, I feel like that's like step one for me in the morning, um, since I'm still somewhat new. Um, and then the, the other things that I do, um, I look into, like, the ETL processes, um, look at the database um, just to see if there's any, like, inc- in, like inconsistency data, because pretty much what I do in Power BI is I model data from SSMS, um, and that data is actually automated, so when that schedule refreshes, pretty much, like good, and set to go. I look to see if there's like any other metrics that I could like look into, or if my boss she gives me some requirements that. I need to get done. Um, we pretty much assess like different prototypes, what we need to get done, and then I actually work with the data scientist, which I would love for her to actually be on this call. Um, she oh God,
3: is phone her in, phone her
2: come on here
3: call her um, right now. What's <laughs> her email? Send her an invite.
2: <laughs> uh, I think it's little, I think she's probably still working because it's like five twenty. Like um,
0: uh, we uh, we we'll get her on for another episode if she's open.
2: Yes, yes. So I work with the senior data engineer. He specialized more on the architecture side of AWS. I'm the middle person that pretty much do the business intelligence, the data modeling, and reporting. That's my baby. And the data scientist, she does more of the mathematical, predicting, looking at the algorithms. Like, she goes in. Like, she's super, super smart. I, I love my team, even though I've only been there, I've only been here for like and like a month and a half. She's pretty yeah. awesome, he's pretty awesome. So yeah, so it's just pretty much right now, I'm getting myself acquainted um, with everything, but yeah, it's, that's like a typical day in life with me. It's just reporting, cleansing data, looking at data, and creating beautiful, powerful dashboards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dad, I want. Okay. I definitely want to say congratulations on the new role again. So, uh, what were you doing before data engineering again? What was your actual like position before that again?
2: I was a data analyst, and okay. I was also a marketing database analyst.
0: Two time for the marketers. <laughs> so, um, so, like, what made you want to? leave that role and get into data engineering
2: huh. i fell in love with Like machine learning. I fell in love with the engineering of pretty much fixing things. I like to develop (laughs) and create. I don't have a problem like creating reports, but I also don't only just want to just create reports. I want to fix things, I want to look at things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So it's just me just being super curious to why I went the engineering route. Engineering would take a little bit more logic standard than being a data analyst. Not saying a data analyst wouldn't really need the logic, but being an engineer, you have to know SQL. Some analyst roles, as long as you know how to do v lookups and standard Excel functions and all of that, you'll be good to go. But as you get more senior more professional level, that's when
0: you're going to have to tackle into SQL. So it's interesting that you say that because I was telling Quant King J and a few people that um, that uh, when, when it comes to SQL, as long as you know the basics, you can, yeah. you can get up because, you know, a lot of people doubt the Google data analytics course. And I hold that course there to my heart because that course helped me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I vouch for them so much, like so much people have taken that course because I vouch for them. And one thing, one thing a lot of the reviews say is they didn't teach enough sequel, um, mm-hmm. which which I agree they didn't, but I agree that they didn't, depending on the position that you want. I think they taught just enough for a junior position, I think, yeah, really good for a junior position. Um, and I think some people, I'm glad that you said that because I think some people. Fear that they have to know like so much sequel to get no. in your role. You know? When
2: I was a data analyst, I would tell you when I first worked at my healthcare company back in 2019, I was intermediate. And that was beginner intermediate. I was still learning like the language and how to query correctly and the standards. Like I was still learning myself back in 2019. And I just invested in Coursera and LinkedIn Learning, Udemy, all these platforms. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Don't rush it because trust me, you will learn it. But once you understand the beginning level, that's all it needs to take, because once you understand how to write a simple query, the complex queries will come in time. You'll be surprised. A lot of intermediate expert levels still doesn't know how to write advanced SQL. So don't pressure too much about knowing everything. Even I don't know everything. Yeah. But everything is a learning process. In this industry, you're going to learn new stuff every single day. Things advance every single day. So. In this industry, you'll be continually learning, like me. I'm still learning to this day, and I'm an engineer. So don't stress too much about it. As long as you have those set requirements, you know how to create a standard report in Excel. You know how to create a simple query, like only just like a couple fields. You don't have to worry about inner joints and outer joints and all that other stuff. But as long as you understand just the mechanics of what's sequel is about then everything else will come to a breeze
0: and that's so motivating and encouraging to hear um and this is probably going to be the part of the episode that i just like snippet just like for the promo uh, okay. so I, I, think, <laughs> I think a lot of aspiring data analysts definitely need to hear that Um, But I also want to just take a quick break and shout out to Springboard. They do have a awesome data analytics bootcamp. If you follow me on social media, you know that we recently uh, signed a uh, marketing partnership with them. And so if you use my code that I will put in the description, you actually get a discount on the data analytics program. It's six months and they provide mentorship. So you won't be in it alone. I still recommend google too you know you can never have enough courses you can never get enough knowledge so never yeah so knowledge
1: uh, is power
0: exactly so we'll hop back probably BI, <laughs> <laughs> tableau j they already know what it is <laughs> but um all right so i'm gonna hop into this next one for you um it's, it's common to see a lot of data analyst courses, you know, like the one I just mentioned, the few that I just mentioned, um, even data science. But when it comes to data engineering, are there any courses or certifications that you would recommend for somebody who's looking to get into that part?
2: I can definitely recommend a course that I've taken, um, especially if you want to like go into like being an engineer as a, a like specializing in AI and machine learning. IBM has an applied professional certificate, which is pretty freaking awesome. Um, I took that course; it taught me so much about machine learning and AI. Um, it Teaches you at a beginner to expert levels. There's different branches, as Coursera always has. So that's a, that's a great essential certification that I've earned. Um, if you want to go th- towards that route, um, if you want to like specialize in DevOps, I believe Coursera also have another amazing certification for that. I, I don't really tap I don't really tap into DevOps as much, um, but as long, I think Coursera pretty much has everything. I'm a big, big voucher for Coursera because I've learned all of my skill set. I'll say at least 95% of my skill set from Coursera and YouTube.
0: On YouTube?
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: that's
3: that's YouTube University. I'm just so happy that you're here, just telling these people. And they do not have to go and get a degree because every single thing is like right there online for them. Don't Let get me, the
1: degree.
2: I'm gonna teach you something about how to bypass that. So listen and pair of you.
3: <laughs> oh, another snippet. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> so I know when you when you see bachelor's required, this and that, like you get afraid. Do not ever be afraid if it says bachelor's required. If you have four years' experience, that equates to a four-year degree. Now, how you can pretty much flip that to make it look like you have IT experience is keywords. You want to make sure that that job description that you're applying for, you have identical keywords that matches the job description. A lot of jobs have these bots, so a lot of times you won't make it to the second round or even get even a call back because you don't reach a certain percentage in their application portal. So as long as you have specific keywords and you have certifications, you have a little bit of experience and you can show that you have a project, you have projects that you created, and you have a portfolio, you're good to go. <laughs> That's how I started. Remember, experience is just like having a degree. Employers value experience and skill set more than a degree because you have to always understand everything else can be taught, but skills is viable. and so is experience.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tapping into Ooh, the portfolio. Oh, we preaching to him. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, I,
0: preach, I, I, preach want, up. I want to tap into that portfolio part. Um, mm what what since since you were a data analyst and you're now a data engineer what's coming from both perspectives what are some things that you would recommend including in your portfolio
2: i highly this is like the best thing to do is any code that you write you written from each database system. Like I have Oracle SQL Developer Code, SSMS code, have that in your portfolio. Any reports that was pretty much complex, you use like DAX functions, you created like a power pivot or something like that, where you pretty much have to pretty much create complex functions and formulas. Put it in there to let them know that, yeah, I can handle complex things because yeah. you just don't want to mm-hmm. just specify too much just on the easy things. Because anybody can create an Excel report, but can you create a power pivot? Can you actually create a data model and actually use that same data model that you can utilize in Power BI? That's another great feature about Power BI. That's why I love Power BI. I'm sorry. <laughs> but.
1: digging <laughs> it. So, um...
2: so that so that's just one thing like once you show you have reports and you have code and you show that you know what i can let me throw in some projects that i've created and let me pretty much just throw in anything like even you can even pretty much have a video record a video show them step by step you know what you're doing, you can like talk and tell them, you know, I've worked on this, I've done this, and this is what I got, blah, blah, blah. Just like how a typical YouTuber would do it. Yeah. Um, employers, they love that. Because it's different, like any single time I have an interview, I always tell them, you want to see my portfolio. i rather you actually visually see that I'm a data storyteller than just me telling you I'm a data storyteller. So,
0: yeah, yeah, you you actually low-key just answered my next question, because I was <laughs> going to say, do you bring up your portfolio in the interview? <laughs> it's like, okay, so with that, do you bring it up in the beginning of the interview, or do you wait till they ask you a couple of questions and then say, oh, do you want to just see my portfolio, mm-hmm. like?
2: I want them to hammer me first so I can know where the conversation is shifting. Um, I just want them to like understand me as an individual before I just throw the, the, throw the portfolio on my face. I don't think it's pretty much any times, but I always specify to do it mid-end conversation. Now, if, if they ask the question, do you have anything to show that you know how to do this and that, then you can bring it up. But Usually I always bring it up at the end or I just attach it to my email if they send me an email.
1: Okay,
0: that makes, that makes sense. So your portfolio, is it like on your own website with your own domain or is it GitHub? Like, what, what you- I have it on
2: GitHub and I also created like a PDF version for it. So because a lot of companies... There's their application tracking system in the application portal only except for certain file size, so I'm like okay, let me just <laughs> take this out so you can actually see everything and minimize the size. So I usually send PDFs more than anything
0: okay that makes sense. okay, cool,
3: most deaf, most deaf so innovative knowledge for success. Why did you start such a thing? And tell us more about what it is.
2: Yeah, I would definitely do that. So at first, I actually was an IT instructor. um, For about two, three years um, when I was in college, getting my associate's degree, I was helping out college students with computer literacy and any other issues they had knowing about technology um and I was like you know what since I'm doing this why not just like become like a tutor and get my own LLC so I first initially started being like a tutor trainer for college students and then I worked myself up to actually also do it for people who work at corporate because a lot of people didn't understand excel so I was like okay got this. I could teach them everything. <laughs> on Excel. And then as time progressed, I was like, you know what? That's not enough for me. I wanted to also specify and help college students and high school students learn more about financial literacy. So it's like a multifaceted company. And then I added like two, three, like about a year ago, that's when I started doing like more data consulting on my on my side, so I would say I tap into finance, I tap into data, and um teaching. So I'm all in one.
1: <laughs> okay,
3: I dig that. Shoot, you need to um definitely let me know whenever you're doing some finance stuff because well, one of my favorite two things are IT and finance. So and- like I love I love trading, I love stocks, investing. He's a night trader. Like how to budget. And I'm not a night trader, j Mar, I'm a day trader. <laughs> I'm a
0: night
2: <laughs> you know, trader. I NFTs, but this is come by. That might be off topic. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm a night trader, so you know. I yeah. trade night
2: time. I'm actually planning on getting, like, I'm actually currently creating my own NFT collection
3: oh okay cool so we'll definitely keep me in, in the loop with that shoot <laughs> that's dope But anytime you're talking to anybody about finance definitely let me know i would love to love to connect with you on that yeah. and speak i've spoken finance. me and jamar have spoken to our uh, kids before we went to a couple of schools down here nice. kids about like business and entrepreneurship and stuff so i definitely yeah. love to teach fi- fi- financial literacy you know teach yeah. them about mutual funds savings and different things like that So that'd be cool.
0: So, I got a question. What you look like? What you like to do for fun? (laughs)
1: How
3: are you going to ask her that? She gets searched for fun, bro. She just like, hola. Shoot. Uh, I'm kind of crazy.
2: Like, what I do for fun, I am very, very adventurous. Like, I jumped out of a plane.
3: Um, Oh my gosh. Oh, me too. My friend, my good friend. Let's go we jumping out of planes together. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I like doing adventurous stuff. I love to travel. I love seeing the world. Um, before the pandemic happened, um, I went to <laughs> <laughs> Venice. Yeah, it was just like, such... no. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that's what's up. Like. What, what are some places that you enjoyed when you were traveling?
2: My top destination is definitely Venice. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: it's, it's, I haven't been yet. I love the pictures, though.
2: <laughs> definitely beautiful. It's definitely beautiful.
0: Now, that's what's up? So, like, working remotely, uh, I know you said you work from 9 to 6. So, now, are you working from that whole 9 to 6? Or is there, like, some downtime?
2: What I love about CSG, now I'm going to be promoting my my company where I work at. <laughs> What I love about them is they pretty much specify work life balance. So they tell us, you know, block out this time to just eat, to walk, to exercise, do something like have a work life balance. As long as you do what you need to do and you meet the deadlines, they're good.
3: That's the type of companies I love. Don't bother me. I'm gonna turn your work in. Just leave me alone. Let me do me. Let me chill on my couch. Give me the deadline. Give me the deadline. My YouTube. Just give me the deadline. It'll be done by then. Got you. Good. That's what's up. I love. I love it. That's cool. So we got a little bit of time. I need to throw this in there since we was talking about Power BI earlier. back to power bi what are you studying right now what course are you on right now that that or what course did you use to study power bi because right now i'm currently on a youtube course like a quick rundown one and then i'm on um i do have data camps one as well but Mm -hmm. i'm like doing youtube one for the sake of speed so which one do you recommend right now
1: hmm
2: I me learning Power BI. I pretty much utilized YouTube. <laughs> I'm not gonna okay. even lie. I, I definitely utilized YouTube. Um, but I also pretty much got like sample, um, databases that I did import, and I just played around with Power BI as well. So as long as you have like those sample data sources that you can import and utilize, then I feel like you will be good to go. Um, as long as you like pretty much understand the data modeling, the trans how to transform data, how to pretty much connect those relationships so it won't be all kind of whack. Because when it comes to Power BI, there's no such thing as many-to-many relationships. Even in any database administration, We despise many-to-many relationships. It's only one-to-one and one-to-many. I strive for one-to-many and one-to-one because it's cleaner. But one-to-many is always pretty much the Uh, go-to. Many-to-many is just all over the place, and there's no insightful data you can get from a many-to-many relationship. So. Um, understanding like the transform tab, understanding the calculations, DAX functions are the key. Um, pretty much, if you know how to like you know how to write um, functions in Excel, that's going to pretty much prep you for DAX. But DAX language is a little bit different, so that's just going to be the adjustment. So when you actually utilizing Power Pivot see if you can actually create a calculated measure because that's the same type of that function that will be utilized in Power BI. Just
0: a note. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: That
0: makes sense. I ain't tapping the Power BI yet, but you know, I'm going to add it into my toolkit. Right now, I'm just still trying to master Tableau. Tableau is
1: a Great,
2: great BI tool. I that was the first tool I actually utilized, yeah. and I love I love Tableau. Like I said, everything has its pros and cons.
1: Um, yeah. When it
2: comes to scheduling, Tableau is a little yeah. When it comes to scheduling, but Power BI is better at that. When it comes to drill downs, I would say Tableau could be probably a little bit cleaner and they're faster than Power BI when it comes to that. So it's a lot of great things you can do in Tableau and Power BI. So whatever you want to learn, don't let me be biased because I love Power <laughs> BI. But yeah, it's,
0: I want to learn whatever's you know whatever the market want me to learn at the end of the day, you know, because. It's all you know. It's all fun to me, regardless. So yeah,
2: exactly, that's that's the key right there. Listen, you see how energetic I am? I'm like this all day when I talk to my boss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what man I'm on
1: drugs?
0: Like what? What keep you energetic? What's in your playlist? What's in your music playlist? Like what? What make you just? <laughs> Dad, what
3: uh, getting Dada. crunk with the thumbs up? What's
0: going on.
2: To everything, but I love RB, I love rap, so it doesn't really matter. Trap music, yeah, it definitely gets you a little riled up. But even mm-hmm. without me listening to music, I can pretty much just say I'm always like this is the first time. Like when I get up in the morning, I'm like, all right, trying to crush it. It's like when you really love what you do, everything mm-hmm. is your whole life is great. So
3: that's that's why I definitely love transferring to data, yo, cause like ever since. Jay Martin bought me on this journey. It's been like, dang, like I actually want to sit down and study and like mm-hmm. do this all day. Like right now, you just hyped me up to get off the phone. I was like, eh, I was gonna watch a movie, but I do want to finish and learn how to complete Power BI in full effectiveness. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I think that's gonna be just as fun. <laughs>
0: I'm still ending my night with Netflix, so you guys can have fun with that.
1: Bell Air. <laughs>
0: i'm actually watching a pretty good episode on netflix but um we we gonna get into our tech titan part of the show real quick where we just highlight uh, a tech influencer doing their thing for the community we normally have our uh host shanice do this but she's out for the day so we're gonna pass it over to mr J. what this guy here, what the heck? Going to have you do the tech you titan you for, surprises day. for you? And then
3: we go what <clears throat> this. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Our Tech Titan for the day, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than Mr. Jamar Gale himself, <laughs> the creator of the All About the Data community, which now has over 5,000 members spanning across the All About the Data Discord, All About the Data Twitter, and the YouTube podcast and LinkedIn. He just recently hit over 11,000 followers on his personal Twitter account. And once I say that was in, what, three months or so. So we definitely rate that, sir. Highlighted, highlight his authentic and consistent <clears throat> contribution to the data community. Well, oh, wait. See, we got to type one. <laughs> we got to type one of the notes. I will highlight his authentic and consistent contribution to the data community, always posting great stuff for everybody to learn and know and educate them. And he is responsible for also bringing us all together through Twitter and through Discord, where he's built a pretty tight-knit group of folks who are new to data and those who are well into their data career. (laughs) <laughs> and la- last but not least, he also has 16 years of marketing experience, which has played a major role in building his data career. Well, Mr. Jamargo
0: thank <laughs> y'all is all about That's the data cool. community, man. <laughs> You know, it's the community. I, like I said, I I always say it. I never expected it to become what it did. You know, I just kind of started it for fun. And now I get invited to speak and engagements, all type of stuff. <laughs> like, I was just trying to get a data role, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you but
3: still didn't get a data job yet, <laughs> but everybody
0: loves it. You know, I, I just landed an internship, but, you know, I'm gonna keep it on the low until I finalize everything.
2: Well, you know, my boss she follows you. So if you see any positions that you're like, yeah, I want to try this out, let me know, and I'll send a referral.
0: Oh, she follows Sequoia. Can you do that for (laughs) me too? (laughs) Leave it to me. Wow. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: Wow, Look here. I'm gonna have you to talk better... to you
1: about that off the camera. <laughs> hey, yeah,
0: I'm about to talk to you on really the camera. Too. Wow, mm-hmm. dang, I got it. That's what's season. up.
3: <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that as well. If you guys did have any positions, because right now I am doing like revenue psychoanalysts. but
1: mm-hmm.
0: they yeah, we plan ask, on changing off the... the camera. Though we got off off the uh, camera, we got uh, the, the camera. Now. Yeah, we're going to wrap the podcast up. So we appreciate Sequoia for coming on with us today. You already know all about the data, baby. What's next for you, Sequoia? And what advice you got for newcomers as we wrap this up?
2: All right. So... I pretty much, like I stated earlier, I'm actually planning on doing my NFT collection, having that done by March. Um, I'm also planning on becoming more essential and better in data science because I do want to help out my community, you know, and hire like more black engineers and get them more acquainted with actually each data role like data analyst data science scientists and data engineers so i would love to be more impactful and help you guys out so you might just catch me on
1: discord yeah (laughs) we need you okay
0: Okay. (laughs) we need you but that's what's up shout out to the nft world once again shouts to the all about the data community discord is now at over three thousand members And we're going worldwide with it. So we appreciate you all coming in. Also, thank y'all for subscribing to the YouTube. Um, The YouTube is going crazy right now. We almost had 600 subscribers. Uh, Make sure you check us out on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. We are everywhere. You know, whichever platform you choose to listen uh, is solely up to you. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well to stay updated with everything that we go as we continue to bring on special guests in data and special guests in tech overall. I'm so glad we was able to have a data engineer on so y'all can hear this side of the podcast, hear this side of the career journey. And we hope that this podcast is helping you out. So thank you for tuning in. All about the data, baby. Peace. <music>